you often feel hungry, you are not alone. There are many reasons to feel hungry. And of course, the most obvious one is that you are really physically hungry. Perhaps your stomach is empty, your blood sugar has dropped, and your hungry hunger hormones are having a party. But other times, hunger may not be physical. It could be a craving or an emotional trigger. There are common reasons why some people eat too much. And this could be brought up by certain types of diets or stress or other things in your life. It's really easy to mistake physiological hunger to for like a, a physical hunger, right? Sometimes it's more in our head or us needing something. And so I want to talk about the differences between both types of these hunger and give you some tips to help you figure out which one it really is. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast with Shannon, your host, myself. Um, Today, as per the intro, we are talking about the difference between physiological hunger and physical hunger. And I want to share story with you. Um, This is about a client of mine and she came into the program obviously with thyroid, obviously with a whole bunch of, (laughs) um, not a whole bunch of issues, but like the, the common stuff, the inability to lose weight, the fatigue, the uh, muscle aches, pains, digestive issues, all of those types of things. And as we have worked together, as time has gone through and passed by and, and whatever, I have begun to really understand this person on a different level. They have been through a lot of trauma and a lot of like just emotional baggage, right? Like most of us. And I've really been speaking into her about addressing some of the emotional trauma that she has gone through over the years, over her lifetime, because that is one of the biggest things currently that is holding her back. She can, you know, follow her protocol, take her supplements, 
eat all the right things for a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe even a month and a half. And she starts to see results. And then all of a sudden, some kind of emotional trigger will trigger her to fall backwards. And so it's really this kind of yo-yo type situation. And I think that can be true for a lot of us. I think a lot of us um, find that we can, I'm using air quotes here, (laughs) be good and follow all of the right things until something emotional happens. And this, for me, plays a huge part in with thyroid as well, because one of the, there are, how do I say this? There are some commonalities with thyroid, right? We, we talk about the underlying ability to speak your truth, but what most people don't understand is that these emotions get trapped in our body and they get stuck. So thyroid is, like I said, un, 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 being unavailable <laughs> to express your truth or maybe swallowing the anger of something that has happened in your life. I know that is very true for me. I didn't want to express anger or ex- expressing a lack of self-confidence. Um, Liver also is part of the conversion of T4 into T3, and that can, the liver is associated with anger. So this is why we see a lot of, not a lot, but we see those angry alcoholics and things. And so the Hansen method and working with my clients, it is about diet, nutrition, supplementation, lifestyle, all of those wonderful things but it's also about the emotional aspect of it. Because if we're not addressing the mindset (laughs) behind what we're doing, we will continue to repeat in the same cycle. Now, if you guys follow me over on Instagram, I know I've posted this before um, over there, but the belief cycle, how many curious and I would love feedback. (laughs) The belief cycle um, is really this cycle of, you know, our thoughts become our beliefs and our beliefs become our actions and our actions become our results. And we end up repeating this cycle over and over and over again because we're, we're validating the belief that we have, right? The belief of losing weight is hard. And then that becomes like our thoughts, right? Losing weight is hard. Losing weight is hard. I can't lose weight. You know, I have hypothyroidism. I can't lose weight. I can't lose weight. Well, then that becomes like our result. So like the client that I shared, she will do all the right things and start to lose one, two pounds. And then she backslides again, validating her belief of losing weight is hard. And so without addressing the the beliefs and the emotional components of this, we're going to be stuck for a long time. So our physical hunger is regulated by the body through hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin. So ghrelin, think of it as like growling. 
it's that hunger inside of your body. Leptin is the fullness. So, of course, we have hormones. Yay, hormones <laughs> that um, regulate this. And you don't want to be completely drained of fuel and nutrition for a long time. So, this is one of the reasons I don't advocate for intermittent fasting because it actually has more metabolic damage. Now, for short periods of time, there can be some wonderful benefits to it, but long-term intermittent fasting really wreaks havoc on hormones overall. So we are programmed to seek food for our body when we when our body physically needs it. And some of those physical needs that your stomach is empty is your blood sugar is going to drop. And so to be very vulnerable and transparent here, um, I find it hard to eat. It's not that I don't want to eat. It's that I am trying to do so many things in my day. And last year, one of my goals for, um, you know, what what goal am I going to do to take care of myself, to grow myself? And <laughs> uh, the first one I put in that was prioritize sleep. And I feel like I did a really good job with that, having a new baby. But the second part of that was regular meal times. I know <laughs> that this is something that I have struggled with. And I'll be honest, I don't, like, we're, we're pretty much in December right now. And... I don't feel like I accomplished that. The sleep part, yes, great. I I mean, the best of my ability. Sometimes, like last night, the baby had a fever, and that part is out of my control. Um, <laughs> but I do prioritize my sleep, do prioritize regular sleep schedule, timing, all of that, because I know that is a big component for me and my hormones. The second part of this is regulating my meals. And so I just actually started implementing a few things that I'm hoping will help me with more regular meal times. So for me, lunchtime is probably the hardest one. Breakfast, pretty easy most of the time. Um, and I've had to modify my shakes a little bit. So I drink protein shakes in the morning. I have tons of recipes for them. It, even in the show notes, you guys, I have a hypothyroidism um, recipe book that you can go purchase and download and use. And it does come with like 12, I think 12 or 14 or something along those lines, smoothies. And this is your fruits, your veggies, your greens, protein. And what I have found to be most successful with the women that I work with is between 25 and 30 grams of protein for breakfast. And so um, my protein powder that I use is about 25 grams. And then I add in another form of like protein. So some hemp hearts, hemp hearts are really high in protein or some collagen, like a, uh, the vital, what is that? Vital collagen, vital protein collagens, whatever it is. Um, and I add in, instead of two scoops, I add in one scoop, which ends up being about 35-ish grams of protein. And that will sustain me to lunchtime. And so <laughs> this is where 
I struggle because I start working like the baby's napping and I start working and I'm trying to like get all of the things done while she's napping and then she wakes up and then we go pick up sisters from school. And so I don't prioritize the lunchtime because I'm trying to get all the things done and I don't even want to stop and break to go heat up food or get food. Um, so some of the things that I'm implementing for that portion is portioning out like my, my lunch the night before. So usually I heat, reheat leftovers or something, you know, whatever, make a salad or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just, that's what I'm playing with now is, is starting to prepare it the night before and maybe even giving myself two options, one that can be heated and one that doesn't have to be heated or, um, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is so that I can prioritize that because what ends up happening is if I skip that meal, when I get home from picking up the kids, it's usually about three thirty-four, and I am so hungry. And then I want to eat all of the things because my blood sugar has dropped and I'm nursing and I'm hungry and I'm already in a calorie deficiency. Um, so there we go. There, <laughs> there's a little tidbit about me and what I am currently working on to help support my blood sugar and help support that physiological hunger. So first things first, we need to stop and evaluate what we're doing. Scarfing down like a protein bar at the first sign of hunger isn't necessarily going to help you. And that was one of the other things that I would do. I would put the baby to sleep and I would go to the pantry and just grab like a protein bar or grab a Lara bar or something along those lines, which is not enough food. When you have hypothyroidism, it is critical you guys, it is absolutely essential, critical. If I could tell you one piece of advice, it is going to be make sure you are eating enough calories. Okay. Um, because hypothyroidism, if we peel back all of the layers, all of the layers, like to the very teeny tiny, like everything, it is a mineral and nutritional deficiency. And a lot of that comes from us following this diet mentality of cut calories, eat less, exercise more. And just this week on Instagram, Thriving Thyroid, um, I posted an image and I put up a poll in the Facebook group and I, I gave kind of a, I don't know, a statistic. So a woman with hypothyroidism in her 30s, if her basal metabolic rate, so her her resting metabolic rate, so meaning she wakes up and she lays in bed and she does zero activity for the rest of the day, is about 1,600 calories. Okay? So literally think of like waking up and not even going to the bathroom, just waking up and laying in bed and breathing. Okay. Then that person goes to exercise and throughout the day, they end up burning almost 1100 calories. So over a thousand calories. 
And she's only eating about 900 to 1,200 to 1,500 calories per day. This is going to end in weight gain because the body thinks that it is in starvation mode. And this is honestly what I see happen so many times with my clients. Their doctors tell them to cut cut calories, to go on a diet, to cut out gluten, to whatever. And uh, anyways, I, I could rant on that. <laughs> Just make sure you're eating enough food. Prioritize your sleep. That is one of, or not prioritize your sleep, prioritize regular meal meals that are nutrient dense. So what do I mean by nutrient dense? I mean vitamins, minerals, um, amino acids, proteins, um, omega fatty acids, all of those important, not just the macronutrients, so protein, carbs, and fats, but the micronutrients, the vitamins, minerals, okay? Um, The second thing that you need to do is really stop and evaluate, am I hungry? Is is there a growling, gnawing sensation happening in my stomach? Or where is that coming from? Did I skip a meal? Have I not eaten in hours? Are you smelling something delicious? Or perhaps you're bored or sad or stressed. So take that physiological evaluation and that emotional evaluation of what you have going on. And Again, I'll be a little vulnerable here with you guys. I, we've had some major life things happen and I wish I could talk about, um, all of them, but they are unfortunately like not, not my story to tell. And I know that it would deeply hurt this person, but it has brought up a lot of emotional baggage that I thought I had worked through. And not, so, and like this part I can share. So my dad passed away of lung cancer about six years ago, and it was pretty rough Um, from the date of his prognosis to his passing was like 30 days exactly. And I, he passed away on a Friday. I had a plane ticket to be out there on Tuesday. So I missed it just by a couple days. Like he just went downhill really, really fast. And that was extremely difficult. And I have a nasty <laughs> um, stepmom and just did some really mean things around that. And then also bringing up some emotions with my brother and his passing. He, he completed suicide 25 years ago and just all of these things. And I've noticed lately that my desire for food has heightened. Not, let me see if I can explain this. So I eat dinner and I'm like, man, I feel full. I feel satisfied. I feel good. But then it's like five, 10 minutes later. I'm like, but I still need something, right? I still need something. It doesn't necessarily have to be sweet. It doesn't necessarily have to be whatever. It's like, I I still need something. And so as I took inventory of myself, I realized that some of the emotions that I've been dealing with lately are causing that physiological, so like mental hunger, 
because I've been craving a relationship with my dad. And so it's really important that we take stock of that. And I I had a conversation with a friend last night and her poor daughter is going through something really difficult. And her mom was like, or her daughter told her mom, she's like, I just don't like to feel negative emotions. And her mom was like, but it's okay. Like you can feel them. It doesn't mean that feeling them is bad. Like it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to cry and it's okay to be disappointed. And her daughter was like, no. (laughs) And I'm like, I can totally relate to that. But we as adults, if we don't learn how to deal and cope and manage these things, we're going to be dealing with this physiological hunger, psychological hunger, I keep saying physiological, psychological hunger that will never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. So for me personally, I am journaling about my feelings and it's interesting because sometimes the things that are coming out on paper are not necessarily the thoughts that are coming that I have conscious awareness of in my brain. So it's, it's been really interesting. Um, still something that I'm currently working through and it's something that you guys can work through. There's a ton of different methods, EFT, talking, counseling, therapy, whatever, but it's really important that we are addressing those, 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 um, those feelings as well. So number three, have a big glass of water. Okay. You guys will often see me in lives and coaching calls with my big 40 ounce Stanley cup drinking and sipping on water. I just took a sip of water because after sometimes hunger is because we're dehydrated. So take a drink, a big glass of water, observe how you're feeling for at least a minute and dig into those sources of feelings. It can be easy to jump to the conclusion, but may or may not be the right one. So listen to your body and mind deeply. If you find that you are feeling that your feelings may be a source of what is going on, face them, acknowledge them, observe them. Feelings are, they're not bad. And with this friend that I told you, her daughter was like, I don't like feeling big emotions. So we were talking, kind of talking through this because we have kids and she has four kids. I have four kids and funny enough, two of our kids have the exact same birthday. And (laughs) anyways, so we were just talking and she's like, feelings aren't necessarily a bad thing. So just imagine being in a big field, big field, maybe your backyard, maybe you have like a hundred acres or whatever. And you're, you're out there and you see this big bear and that bear being your anger or your emotion, right? Whatever emotion that is. And then all of a sudden you become obsessed and hyper-focused on this bear being in the field. The bear's not doing anything. The bear's just hanging out, just, just a silent observer. (laughs) And oftentimes we make that bear a bigger deal because we become hyper-focused on the fact that, oh my gosh, this bear is here and I want it to just go away. But that's not necessarily like, 
it's just there. It's just there. And that can be our emotions. Our emotions, our emotions, our feelings can just be there. They can be neutral. And I know, I know (laughs) that is way harder to actually practice, but take what I'm getting at is just acknowledge them and observe them because by allowing ourselves to feel them and work through those things, we can overcome it instead of becoming hyper-focused on that thing, okay? That elephant or that bear, so to speak. Um, sometimes they just need to be noticed. Even if they sound like they need food, chocolate, ice cream. I ate a lot of ice cream with my dad. Um, my dad was actually the person, my dad was practicing being gluten-free for like a year before I was over 12 years ago. (laughs) And so he was a person that I called when I was like, Hey, the doctor told me I need to go gluten-free. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, what brand should I buy? How could I, like, how do I buy these things? How do I cook these things? And my dad didn't really know, but, (laughs) um, he, he did have some advice for me. He just basically told me fruits, veggies, and lean meat. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, but take a deep breath and recognize those emotions and give them a chance to speak back to you and tell you, Hey, I need more connection with my husband. I need to be more present with my kids. I need a better paying job. (laughs) Right. And then we can act on that. Like one of the things that I've really been trying to express, um, sometimes I just need a hug right? Like I just, I'm feeling a lot of emotions, especially lately, like I told you. And I've just gone to my husband. I'm like, I just need a hug. And my husband's like, great, I can give you a hug. (laughs) And he's able to fulfill a need because I'm able to express myself and I'm able to convey, Hey, this is, this is a need of mine right now. And then I feel better right? Like sometimes, like even with our kids, like, I don't know if you guys, if your kids have ever done this, my kids will come up and be like, mom, I just need a hug. Okay, sweetie. Like I will hug you. I will kiss you. I'll let you climb up on my lap. We all have those needs and they don't just magically go away because we become adults. That's just not how, that's just not how it is. So if you're pretty sure that your body physically needs nourishment, it's you're feeling the warming, the gnawing, the churning sensation. Wait for just a minute to make sure, grab a glass of water, and then think about how can I nourish my body on that cellular level? How can I give it fruits, minerals, vitamins, uh, proteins, those types of things to nourish my body, not just like feed the hunger, right? Not just like stuff some chips in and like be on the way, but to actually nourish the body. And I'm going to pause right here because I feel like this just needs to be said. You are worthy of taking care of yourself. You are worthy of nourishing yourself. Because I've also, for I've experienced and the clients that I've worked with, for whatever reason, they don't feel good enough or they feel like 
I need to focus on everybody else and everybody else's needs ahead of my own. And that's, that's not, that's not the way that it should be. Okay. So if you are pretty sure that, oh, we already talked about that. Okay. So now that you can be fairly certain that you are hungry and you're not just dealing with emotions or boredom or thirst, but you are actually hungry, if it's actual hunger, then feel free to eat something. Like I said, get something high in protein, high in fiber, high in water, eat slowly and be mindful Chew well and savor every bite of it. Um, we had a guest on a while ago and I don't remember what episode, but we were talking about emotional hunger. And, um, one of the things she talked about was sitting down anytime you eat, just go like get a plate, get a fork, get a knife, get whatever it is and physically sit down at the table or at the countertop or the bar or whatever. Because a lot of us women, and I love these Instagram and TikTok things where the mom's like hiding in the pantry, snacking and eating trying to like hide from her kids, right? Like she's like, I just want an Oreo without, (laughs) without the kids. And I, I, I totally resonate with that. It's so easy to just go eat in the pantry or just go eat at the, at the refrigerator, but taking the time to put it on a plate, to put it in a bowl, to get a fork, get a knife, sit down. I think for most of us, we will recognize that we don't need <laughs> the food if we just make that a habit. Or maybe the food will become, ah, eh, uh, that's too much work. Okay, then I'm not really hungry, right? <laughs> that's like little kids. They're like, oh, I'm I'm full. I'm, I'm not hungry anymore, right? They had two bites of dinner. You clean up dinner and they're like, I'm hungry. Can I have a, a, a cookie? <laughs> and you're like, no. (laughs) Right. You're like, you, you just said you were full. Um, and maybe it's because they don't like what they ate or whatever. Right. We don't have to get into that. So take those, take those, take notice to that. Right. Um, feelings of hunger can be manifested for many reasons. Like we've talked about today. And of course, if you're physically hungry, absolutely go feed, nourish your body. That's what it's for. But oftentimes there is that underlying physiological or emotional reason that we feel hungry. So now you have these steps that we've talked about to figure out if it's physical hunger or if you're just feeling bored, stressed, sad, you're missing something emotionally. And use this process over and over and over again to help you evaluate what's really going on. And I wanted to share this with you guys in this month specifically because of the holidays. Oftentimes holidays will bring up and trigger thoughts, emotions, patterns, um, good, bad, um, (laughs) and it's really important that we pay attention to what's going on. Um, I know growing up for me, the holidays weren't always the best of times, not that they were bad, but I could always feel the extra stress, the, the financial burden for my mom. And that was, so I didn't, I didn't like Christmas 
for a long time until I had kids. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys do the elf on the shelf, but it's seriously like my favorite, my 12, my 11 year old, she's over it. She's like, I'm pretty sure she, yeah, it, it's not interesting to her anymore. But my other kids, my, my six year old man, she like, she doesn't love school. And she was so excited to go to school <laughs> and talk to her friends about the elf, like what their friend, what their elf did and what her elf did. And, you know, so anyways, it can be very magical, but a lot of it for me had to, I had to reframe what Christmas meant and find ways around it. And I think that that is true for all of us. These emotions aren't going to go away, but we can change our focus and change our direction and allow those emotions to just be, be present and be there. So if you want to dive more into understanding emotions, understanding, I don't know, all of the things I would recommend two books, um, feelings buried alive, never die. And then I'm trying to remember the second one that I um, the body keeps a score. That one is a little bit newer and it's a little bit more sciencey and geeky. Um, there's stuff in there that I'm like, I don't know if I fully understand that. Um, because I haven't studied that part of like psychology and stuff, but I can, I can generalize. And I think that's going to be the same for most people. You guys are going to be able to get the nuggets that you need from, from that specifically. So go check out those books. They're on Audible. You can read them if you love like physical copies. I would love to read more, but um, Audible is my friend right now at this busy stage of my life. So go check those out. Learn more about your emotions. Learn and find tools to work through them. And I will see you guys on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your reviews.